You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of round 12 and preview of round 13's double game week. This episode is brought to you by Red Cards. MLS has one for every week, every day, every hour, or every minute by this point. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. It's because of you all that we are able to keep this project going. Learn more about our Patreon project at patreon.com slash MLSFI. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. We'd also like to welcome our special guest, Tyler Norman. How are you all doing? I'm good. Yeah, doing well. Pretty good, pretty good. Thank you, Tyler, of course, aka Ranchinator from our Differentials article and one of our Discord admins. Uh, filling in tonight, we were trying to have Skyler, who runs the MLS Fantasy account and writes the Fantasy Picks articles for MLS Soccer, but he had a work conflict and was unable to join us tonight, but not a problem. We do have Tyler here, which is fantastic because this is the first double game week, and it is a doozy of a double gaming, the first big double game week that we have for this year. And uh, Tyler is going to be doing a lot of work tonight, making sure we are up to date with our mega reference. So you know what to expect. For those of you who are new with this season, uh, the double game weeks are when all the points are doubled for the players. And, and this is the one that we've been talking about because everyone practically is on a double game week. So you're going to have a lot of choices. They're going to be a lot of big scores and so we want to make sure that we have enough time to talk about those choices. So a little bit abbreviated expectations versus realities and an abbreviated housekeeping section so we can focus on the double game week situation that we have here. I think what this is actually, I think, our second one. The first one was just a, a few teams earlier mm-hmm. in the year. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Th- this mm-hmm. is this is the big one. This is what it's all about when it comes to double game weeks. And again, I want to say, if you were with us a few years ago, couple of years ago there was a change where we only took the highest of of the one of the two games uh that was changed last year we're back to you get points from both games so captaincy's double for both games red card yellow cards all that stuff carries over as well so we will touch on all of that tonight but first our our quick little quick recap from what happened in round 12 it was the final round of the second quarter qualifier for the fantasy champions league Uh, So congratulations to everyone who made that. I just missed out. I had a horrible, absolutely horrible, no good, very bad week. If you're in chat, go ahead and share your scores right now. I want to see how well you all did to help me feel better. Uh, But no, I had an absolutely horrible round, even with catching several of those little uh, curveballs that we had thrown at us. Just few of my players hit at all with what I was hoping to happen. Ended up having a zero sub in off of my bench because the other option for my defender was a minus two. So that was the highest points that I had to come in on that. Uh, but no, uh, Amada, Heal, Boanga, Kucho were the highlights of my team. Uh, everyone else was utterly forgettable, as was this round. Uh, my expectation was to have done better. My reality was I did not. And so I have nothing to add uh, 
or takeaways from this round. So Ashley, let's move on to you who had a better result than I. Yeah, but barely. I had an 86, but it's like, I don't know where those points came from. I, I had Cucho, I Captain Dalmata, who shockingly turned it around for us. I picked up heel when I saw that Zella was out. Um, I won all my head-to-heads, but I had so many low points on my field. Mukhtar, such a bust for everybody. Gazdag, I tinkered from Evander, 16 points. To Gazdag, two points. I had to scrub out Gressel or Wagner. I chose Gressel to keep and scrubbed out WEG. So um, I missed Champions League by about 30 spots. And point-wise, uh, those two mistakes cost me. I would have come in um, in the 30s for Champions League if, I, if I'd if i gone the other way. But that's eh, what you learn, right? So winning all my head-to-heads felt, felt okay. Um, but, you know, it still was a – it was definitely a weird, a weird week. Um, some of the game highlights from a fantasy perspective, uh, Seattle versus Houston – uh, I, I was ready to stack up against Seattle. I expected a Houston win. I expected a Houston shutout. I think a lot of us did. Um, the reality was just a bunch of red cards and Seattle winning 1-0 MLS debut uh, for Paul and a goal winning goal for him, which was crazy for Rothrock. So um, pretty impressive. And then uh, LAFC RSL is another game I was able to watch this week. I expected LAFC to win and Bulanga to get a goal. And the reality was a three nil win and Bolongo with 13 points. So it's a pretty good bonus point production week for him, which I was really happy to see. Um, Bella not getting too many points this, this game, but that backline getting some shutouts and then Opoku getting on the score sheet, which hasn't happened for a little bit. Uh, and then lastly, galaxy versus San Jose. Um, I think a lot of us expected San Jose to win because the galaxy have proven that they kind of suck. Uh, and they put out a pretty, I, I would say close to first string uh, lineup in uh, open Cup midweek, uh, at least a lot of their first string players played. Uh, but the Galaxy won. Uh, Jovalich on the score sheet, uh, Puig contributing, and Espinosa got minutes played, which was definitely something that I don't think uh, anybody expected. So, yeah. And I will do a, a quick jump in here. I see a lot of people in chat who are talking about some similar results uh, in the 70s and the 60s and then some low 80s. So, if, if you are listening right now and you had a rough week, uh, please don't think that I am saying that, that that was bad or you were bad. A lot of people are in the same boat. It was just one of those rounds where if you went heavy with the chalk, where some of us did, or certain spots had heavy chalk, they did not produce. So these things happen. Don't feel, feel bad, but we can all console ourselves together in our misery. Tyler, how did you do? Yes, I actually had a really, I would say it was a really good round. I finished on 95 points. And even though I got 95, I still lost in my pro rel head to head. I was the fourth <laughs> highest in the, on the week in pro rel and I lost, of course. Uh, My good score though of 95 put, qualified me in FCL2 in fourth place, moved me up from seventh to fourth. And then I am now moved up from overall rank 40 up to overall rank 28. So I had a pretty good week all around. And I pretty much did the exact opposite of what Ashley did. I literally did from (laughs) Gazdag to Evander. So that was a 14 point Mm -hmm. bump, I think. Mm -hmm. And then I also made the big decision to fade Gressel in order to see Evander's score. 
So I threw a San Jose guy in defense just in case I needed him. And then I grabbed a Vander score when I saw that he scored so well. So basically the exact the exact opposite moves yeah. that Ashley did. You, you did I, think, right I think you need to continue telling me your moves so I can do the opposite. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, expectations versus reality. Uh, the Colorado Philly game. It was I expected to see a Philly clean sheet with a very low scoring game. Me too. Like like either zero zero or one zero. The reality was Colorado got a really really soft PK call, and then the rest of the game Philly dominated, and Barrios got mad and caused a brawl in the end of the game. And then I'll go with the New York Derby, the Red Bulls and NYC. Expectation was NYC would dominate the game and keep a clean sheet, but the reality was NYCFC just kicked the ball around the backfield pretty much the whole game with Tiago Martins <laughs> getting 117 passes and Chanel getting 103, and then they gave up a late goal. In the <laughs> entire game, there was only five shots on target, so it tells you they just kicked the ball around pretty much the whole game. Blank. Yeah, I was out most of the weekend, and so I got a 72 because I missed that Zella wasn't playing at all and didn't get to do any of my tinkering. I could have salvaged it because my backup plan to that would have been to drop Zella and Abobasi and bring in Bowanga and Evander, but I didn't see it, so I couldn't do it. I was actually out where I couldn't get reception with three graduation parties, so I didn't get to watch any games either. But looking at the scores and everything, this seemed just like the perfect because MLS parody week. Nobody that we expected to score scored. It was rough. I'm on a a hill. Yeah. And then fixture congestion and the rotation are real right now. I mean, we talk about it every year. Uh, U.S. Open Cup has been going on for these teams. We're jumping into the first double game week right now. Guys have been seeing a lot of minutes as they play com- these competitive games, whether it's Champions League, Canadian Cup, U.S. Open Cup. MLS teams are starting to throw more of the first string into U.S. Open Cup now. And we're just seeing a lot of rotation like normal. So that's the big takeaway I had for the week is just it was a crazy because MLS week. And we've got to get ready for it because it's about to get even crazier. And I will say, Blaine, from, from your game with SKC versus Minnesota, uh, a great bounce back there with with that clean sheet. Uh, of all the people who were appearing on on the board there, I, I think Shallowy was one of the ones that I would, if you're looking for some sort of like flyer, his assists and, and the goal there is probably something that would be more expected, or you I'd expect those points instead of, Clearly, a defensive goal isn't always going to happen right there. Uh, Kinda got the goal, but he's seeing some limited minutes. So I feel like if you do have any kind of takeaway from there, that, that maybe it is shallowy. Would that be fair for you to go with? Yeah. It's kind of hit or miss because even with that, he only picked up one bonus point on the round. Uh, so getting involved, right, right. but goal and an assist. Pinch pick. It, yeah, it's kind of a... Who gets on the score sheet? You see, the last game it was Tommy feeding, Kinda getting one, and Polito getting an assist and whatever. It's really going to kind of be who who gets the points that time. So I'm feeling that old school Houston vibe with this team right now. It's not sure how to predict it. But yeah, Shallowy looks really good out on the left. 
and Kinda coming in only helps him a lot. I think Tommy moves over, plays a little bit more of that left mid, and really takes a lot of pressure off and opens up shallowy to do a lot more. Yeah, so a lot of uh a lot of interesting scores, interesting results. That's what happens when we are very deep into into open cup territory. I mean, how often do you see forward Justin Merrim getting 13 points and making the dream team right there? Uh but otherwise, interesting round. If you did well, congratulations. Congratulations to all those who made the Champions League. Round 13 is the beginning of the third quarter qualifier for the Fantasy Champions League. So it's all reset. We are ready to jump right back into it. So don't be discouraged. You still have two more shots before you are out of the running for the 2023 Fantasy Champions League. Very, very doable. Remember, it's the top 50 players from each of the quarter qualifiers who will make it into the Fantasy Champions League. And then those players are no longer eligible for the next quarter qualifier. So it's uh, still plenty of time. But uh, I know what you're really here for, and that's to talk about this double game week. And we're going to break down those games next in our housekeeping section. All right, welcome back to our housekeeping section for double game week round 13. Uh, we're going to skip the recap of the leagues because I know we want to keep plenty of time for our discussion this week, but people are doing fantastic in the pro rail. So really excited to see how that continues for the second half of this season. So the double game week starts Wednesday. That is May 17th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So yes, Wednesday, this is one of the few non-weekend start times that we will see in this new era of Apple TV here with MLS. And it is the double game week. I'm not going to go through all the teams because it is a massive list. It's basically a regular weekend game list. We have a several teams starting at 7.30, a few teams at 8.30, and then 9.30 and 10.30 games as well. So it's a full lineup of games on this Wednesday. That is May 17th at 7.30 p.m. kicking everything off. And then again, still part of round 13, we have Saturday, May 20th, games kicking off again at 7.30. And again, in that same setup that we are used to on every weekend, 7.30, 8.30, 9.30, 10.30 games right there. So be ready for all of that. Of the teams, nobody is on a bye this week, but not every team has two games. Almost every team has two games. Uh, the teams that are on a single this week are the New England Revolution, New York City FC, San Jose, and St. Louis. Everyone else is on a double game week. Of the teams on the double game week, the teams with two home games, LAFC, Philadelphia, FC Cincinnati, Charlotte, and Dallas. The teams with a double road game are Montreal and Houston. Houston, where'd that come from? Houston. Everybody else who? splits it. Who? I don't know. Who? Uh, everybody else splits it one home, one away. We highlight this because, again, the trend tends to be home games. Teams perform better. Road games, they can struggle. Some of these teams may be traveling a lot, so check out that when you're looking. But that's the breakdown. Single games are New England, New York City FC, San Jose, and St. Louis. Those are going to be the teams that you will want to look for if you're going to try to do 
some switcheroos may likely be more auto ruse this round because of how the double game weeks work. And if you're looking for those ideal teams, San Jose is the ideal team to activate those auto ruse or switcheroos because they have plenty of 4.0 players at every position that you'll be able to look to to help activate those who are likely to not play as well. That's the other the other key thing here. Uh, so no open cups. Everything is just, just a crazy double game week for us right here. But as we did see some last week, there could be some rotations. There will be some rotations as teams are planning about Open Cup, as teams are still feeling the impact of Open Cup, and as teams are having players play multiple games in a week and multiple games in a month, and they want to save those legs for the uh, rest of the season. Zellerion was an excellent example for that this week, but I'll let Tyler get into that in the next section because now we're going to be talking about our mega reference. And boy, is it a doozy. And Tyler, you have some important tips to point out about double game weeks at this time. Take it away. Yeah, so it's a double game week. So, and there are on double game weeks, it's risky to play certain people because of the amount of yellow cards they are on. This is called Yellow Card Watch. If you're in the Discord channel, I pinged everybody in the Discord to explain it. Basically, if you're already on four yellow cards going into the week, if you get a yellow card on Wednesday, you're suspended for the weekend's match. So I named just the big key names from that in my Yellow Card Watch that I pulled out. There are many more than what I name. But I will go ahead and list those. So these guys are playing and are available. But if they get a yellow card on Wednesday, they're suspended the weekend. We have Barial for Cincy. Click for DC. Pablo Ruiz for RSL. Bernadeschi and Richie Larea for um, Toronto. And then Alex Roldan for Seattle. Those are the main ones. To keep is Lucho not? I'm sorry. Is Lucho Acosta not? I don't think he is. Let me double check it. I'm sorry. I thought I saw he was, and that would be one for me. But Luciano, let me double Reed? check. Reed, why don't I'm... you just know this? I only see three <laughs> yellows for Luciano. I don't think okay. he had it. Okay, right. but thank you. After that, I guess I will go into the injuries and suspensions. But I did want to make that yellow card watch very clear. You. It's risky to pick the players, but you can throw them on your bench, and they're good after that. So I'll start with the good news. That's always the best. <laughs> the The Greek god returned for Atlanta. He had a little bit of an of a um, appearance off the bench. Didn't get too much from it, but he returned. And then Jonathan Bond started in net for LA Galaxy. His first start since, I think, week four? And if you actually want to hear me say it, Ashley, it's uh, Yargus Yakamakis. Not I knew you could do it. I never doubted you. <laughs> and man, there were a lot of red cards this week. Let's start <laughs> with uh, the red cards. Uh, we have eight of them. Andrew Gutman for Atlanta. Rodney Reyes for Austin. Brian Galvan for Colorado. Hector Herrera for Houston, Amini Bossi for Houston, David Ruiz for Miami, which was a funny one because it looked like he got three yellows in the match in order to get his red. And then we have John Nelson for St. Louis and Jaquiel Marshall Ruddy 
for mm-hmm. Toronto. All of them got a red card. There's still more suspensions, though. <laughs> <laughs> there are three players on ye- that got yellow card accumulation. Ironically, all of them are the Red Bulls. Sean Nealis, Christian Casares, and Andreas Reyes all hit yellow card accumulation and will be suspended for the weekend or midweek match. The other big news that came out was Max for Colorado got caught caught gambling on sports matches, and there's a decision to suspend him, but we do not know for how long. Injuries and suspensions, or injuries, we're done with suspensions. Update on Teenage Hadebe, he broke his leg and is very likely out for the season. He's It's like four to six months, I think they said, so... I would assume he's done for the season. Uh, And then other injuries that happened during this week, we have Carlos Turan with a leg injury. Bryce Duke was not in the lineup, but the coach said it was a precautionary absence. Taxi Funtas subbed out with a thigh injury. Lucas Zaylorayan, the Wilfred Nancy said it was rotation. I don't know how much to trust it or not. It could be like he wanted him for 180 minutes this week, so they rotated him. Um, Milo Stejanek staying on Columbus. He has an Achilles injury <clears throat> and is out for three to six weeks. And keep in mind, they already are out one of their main center backs. So now they're on their third string center back in Columbus. Tim Melia subbed out with a hip injury mid-game. That's a big one to keep an eye on. Blaine. And then <laughs> Ethan Air for Seattle. Kind of like a eh. Not, he, he's good backup, but he left the game in crutches. And then Kellen Acosta left with a hamstring injury. That's all I have. No, it's a long list. That's though. it? <laughs> oh, do you want to hear the U20s too? I have those if you want those. No. <laughs> thank you so much Tyler for doing that and of course if you are listening to us right now or if you're listening to us later during the podcast you can head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord channel to get all of the latest updates from our mega reference uh, the easiest way to find that is MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord just head over to the Fantasy Tools section and it, uh, the mega reference is one of the pinned items right there it's a community project but you can keep up to date with the latest that is have been reported to us by members of the community to help making up for a little gap in uh, Major League Soccer's reporting that is uh, useful information for fantasy players. Uh, but head over to that to, to find out and even contribute to the project if you are aware of some information that may not already be on the list. Uh, but now we're going to move into our player recommendations for Double Game Week Round 13 right after this. All right, and welcome back to our player targets for the Double Game Week Round 13, starting as always with keepers and defenders. And this is a double game week, so uh, a lot of options there. Ashley, who are you looking at right now? What's your thought process? Yeah, I, uh, I'm i considering either FC Cincinnati or Blake uh, as my bench keeper. Um, and then I think a double game week makes the most sense to just roll a single keeper. Um, as Tyler and I make well known, we are loaded, so we don't need to do that if we don't want to. Um, <laughs> she said humbly. 
I'm I'm still considering having a, a starting keeper and not a scrub keeper. Um, I like Seattle or LAFC keepers um, for a starting keeper if the bench keeper doesn't hit. Uh, but I think that for a double game week, it's it's most likely best to just pick the keeper you like um, and put them on your bench uh, and then start a scrub. So uh, depending on what I end up with and if I need the money, uh, I, I might just go with Blake, but um, I do like Fry um, and I like McCarthy as well. I don't I don't see a lot of rotation, uh, so we'll we'll see. Um, even with the yellow card accumulation, I do like Barrial this week. I go back and forth a lot between Barrial and Mascara. Um, I think obviously, like Tyler said, Barrial would be a, a bench for me, and then I have to decide if I want to do two scrubs because if he plays both games, I want his points. Uh, I, I feel pretty highly about him. So um, considering just doing mascara just so I can just start him and not have to worry about it. Uh, I also like uh, Palacios this week. Um, I like Wagner, especially since I traded, not traded, but dropped him last week and he produced. Uh, <laughs> I I like Brooks Lennon. Uh, even with the, the kind of shakeup to that defensive back line with Gutman out, I, I still like him this week and then uh, even with the yellow card, um, I'm starting Alex Roldan. Uh, I I think that that is a gamble, but it's a gamble I'm willing to take. Um, if you're not willing to start Alex Roldan and you don't want to put a bunch of expensive defenders like Barrial and Roldan on your bench this week, uh, Baker, uh, who is playing for New Who, is finally in the game. He wasn't in the game last time I wanted to pick him up for four and a half million. In the or whatever game last week. Yeah. He, well, it wasn't one I tried, Tyler, and that, that was when I wanted to do it. Um, but I'm glad to see him in there because Seattle defenders are generally quite pricey. Um, and so I feel very confident that New won't play both games. I see. I Yes, Eric, I know he's in training. I don't think he's going to start on Wednesday. Um, I don't know if he'll start on the weekend. Um because they're still being relatively vague with how he's progressed um, through his malaria. So just a, a cheap option to consider uh, possibly. Um, but like I said, I'm not super confident that Baker will, will play both games. And I think we need, we need to sign him, right, Tyler? Yeah, Baker yeah. needs an official contract in order to play mm -hmm. because you only get two games as an emergency contract. Yes. Yeah, so with the the injury and random odd illness issues the Sounders have, I wouldn't be surprised um, if they do sign him. But just throwing that out there as as a as a maybe uh, for a, for a cheap cheap bench play. And the important thing to know if you are trying to do a keeperoo this week is you're not going to be able to see both games unless you're working something out with a single game with keeper, which likely means you're looking at a San Jose keeper as your, your backup. So if, if you're doing a double game week keeperoo, you are going to commit to that decision after the first game, most likely. Uh, absolutely, actually. Uh, and so you're just going to see half of it unless you're working with a single game week player, then you can see two from one player. Um, and as, as we've said, the, the keepers can be little variance between what their actual scores are are going to be and that's a lot of money to tie up especially in a double game week but that's just I just want to highlight that again of what you're looking at if you are toying with a double game week keeper I know I am solidly in single keeper 
this week mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> yeah, uh, was last week too. Blaine. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Single keeper. I looked at all these. I like some of the double home, but I also see these teams giving up goals and playing teams that are scoring goals. Cincy makes a lot of sense with the double home, but Montreal has found a scoring form lately, and Columbus can score on anybody. So it, I'm kind of torn there. I'm actually liking uh, Willis with Nashville for this week as my single. Miami is not a team that I have a lot of faith in. I think you get those points in the early one, and you roll the dice in the Charlotte game and see what happens. MLS is calling that a rivalry game. Uh, Charlotte's been scoring more goals lately, but I just think Nashville can lock him down. Uh, Zimmerman's getting closer. If they get him back for the weekend game, that makes it even better. I'm just I'm looking at Nashville doing something a little different just because I don't trust the other guys. Philly's been giving up a lot of goals for a double home. Maybe you look at LAFC with that, but again, they're playing teams that are have a pretty good goal-scoring form going right now with Sporting, and San Jose all season has just been finding goals. So I think I'll take my chances with Nashville on this one. And on that, when you get that double game, I like going with Shaq more when I get two games from him. He's an, he's usually an early sub out, which gives you a chance at hitting that Madranda clean sheet. But he's also in involved in a lot of the attacks, too. Uh, he's gotten enough assists in his time in MLS that I think he's a guy you can go back to. And this is a perfect week for it, playing Miami and Charlotte, who do not have the greatest defenses going in right now. After that, I'm torn on Barrial because of the yellow card. I don't like doing that for these weeks. I just I would rather find somebody a little safer. Um, I like Wagner. I know I just bashed on Philly, not potentially getting the clean sheets, but he's been scoring goals lately. And I think these are two teams he could probably, or DC's a game he could definitely find another goal in if he goes. I'm on LAFC, double home. I know it's weird, weird situation. And Maybe not the clean sheets. Maybe it's long. Maybe it's Palacios. I think both of those guys pick up enough bonus points. And then my kind of sleeper under the radar, and I'm trying to pick one off of Ranch's list here, I think Boxall might be one of my differentials <laughs> for the week. You look at Bossy and Herrera out for that first game against with Houston. Uh, that makes the Minnesota defense that's been pretty strong this season look that much better. Get those points in the first one and take your chance with what they can do against Portland. Again, Blaine, with it just like drops off the edge, just like yeah, no, yeah, exactly, <laughs> just 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 stops. I thought it's... I was at a good ending point there. I, I think maybe it's just in in your flow, Tyler. Uh, I don't know if I should be honored or upset that you're taking my pick. I'll, I'll I'll take it as honored that you're taking my boxel pick. You were definitely looking through my list. Oh, no, I, I wrote that in before you wrote yours in. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I was the first one to write down on here. Um, uh, I made it. I was the so, second one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am... I am with Ashley this week on the keeperoo. I'm, I mean, we're both money bags, so we can actually do a keeperoo like this. I'm going Blake into Fry. I don't. I get the idea behind McCarthy, but I'm, I'm debating having three LAFC field players, so that's mm-hmm. why I'm. Me I too. would rather have Fry. Um, I just feel safe with 
with Philly at the back, at the front end, I mean, because they're Philly. I mean, they're out of U.S. Open Cup now. They're out of CCL, so they have fresh legs. And I trust them, which is why I also have Wagner. He's... This guy is on a goal-scoring tear right now? Like, what? <laughs> we think about this guy as a... No as a assist producer on all sets, but he's scored he scored two goals in the US Open Cup and then he scored an absolute banger in the last week too. Mm -hmm. And so it's like now he's scoring goals and on sets? Yes please for a double game week. Mm -hmm. I I'm following along with the chalk of Lennon and Barial. Probably gonna bench Barial because of the yellow card warning. And you know about my boxel pick because of Blaine. But the other ones that I'm considering are Tolkien, because mm -hmm. kind of the same idea behind Bariel, Lennon, and Wagner. He's on sets, and he, I believe, has a home and away, right? He has yeah. Toronto and... Houston, Portland. Toronto and Montreal. Somewhere. Oh, sorry, I thought you were my boxel. No. Tolkien. But the other one... I think is a sleeper, and I might include this in my article, is Ibiaga. Dallas. You don't think about Dallas as defense, which is exactly what <laughs> exactly what Alice just Ashley just said. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I just called you Alice. Ashley. <laughs> but they have double home with Vancouver and Houston. Ibiaga likes to get in the attack, and he is a very dangerous goal threat, but he also is a bonus point producer. So he's my sleeper pick on the week. Very interesting. Uh, quick update from chat. Uh, Ryan Anderson is in chat with us who runs lineup IQ. And I just wanted to point out that he has shared that he has his uh, information up early for the double game. There's his uh, predictions for clean sheets and, and uh, some, some scoring as well. So if you do subscribe to his Patreon, you'll have access to some, some details, but also for the community that is available early if you want to check that out over at the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community right there. Um, yeah, I think you guys covered really everyone that needs to be talked about. Again, as always, if uh, if you are worried about that yellow card warning with Barial, we do have Mascara as another option right there. You can look at uh, very similar points. And I'm just going to push back a little bit. I know Ashley and Tyler are going on about how rich they are daddy warbucks is over here but i've not cracked 140 and i've got a team that i i i like just from my first draft here and i've got 4.4 million left in the bank so um but that's not running a keeper room so that which could easily happen if i was looking for an 8 million keeper or maybe even upgrading a forward but i, I don't think you need to have that 150 million dollar team to really put something competitive up for this round just saying for anyone else who might be listening and feels a little worried <laughs> about the the prices that that Ashley likes my, to brag about. My point was more that if on a double game week it makes the most sense to only do one keeper and then that can save you money. No, I agree. You can just go ahead and scrub your starter, right? Hundred um, percent. I mean, I'm so I'm thinking of of do I have something like do I only scrub one defender and actually run two forwards and have two defenders and yeah. a forward on the bench and maybe just. Yeah, what a, what did I say to you last like week? That. So you you say things, and so <laughs> so, but let's not talk about forwards and get the the everything all confused. Let's talk about 
midfielders because I feel this will be where a lot of money is going to be spent this week. Uh, so, Blaine, lead us off. Yeah, I think there's a lot of chalk this week, too. And I'm going back to Mukhtar despite the horrid performance last week. <laughs> Um, Almada's in here as well. Uh, Govdog with the double home is too good to pass up. And then I think Evander's kind of jumping up on the chalk list a little bit. He's starting to score and assist enough, frequently enough. I think those are going to be four of the prime names. I know the rest of the group has some others that they really like is, that are probably chalk, and I won't steal those this time. But the one I like this week, I think he's flying under the radar because the performances haven't been there. And I think a New York team without without so many players gives them a chance. It's time to bring Insigne in. Um, price is right if you're struggling for a little bit of budget. But if Red Bull are missing three or four players in that game, I think this is a big opportunity for him to get on the score sheet. And Austin has not been a team we have bet on at all this year. Um, if Toronto's going to do anything this season, they got to get started soon. He's had some moments since coming back from his injury. I really feel like this double game week is a good chance to jump in on him and try to grab some points while everybody else is looking at some of the more chalky picks that may or may not pay off quite the same. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat, but I feel like you mention Insigne a lot, Blaine. Like it's you're always like, now this this is the no, thing. No. Like I'm gonna go I'm gonna with start Insigne. A tracker. But it's I'm like, yeah, let's let's go back tracker. there. Uh, this, is, this is your news artist. I feel like mm-hmm. we got to go back and track how many times he said never Vela too. Like, I don't think that this <laughs> he lives by place, that one. This he is the place for it, but I this so I get the I get the logic though. Like I get it, but I don't like. I feel like you're like I'm thinking. I'm thinking this. It's like Glenn. I think you thought that like three of the four weeks that he started recently. You or guys maybe, might not maybe be the demographic, but do you know the phrase "stop trying to make fetch happen"? Because that's how I feel about. I Insigne. am not that demographic. <laughs> <laughs> Someone out there is Meg. Come in for me. That's how I feel when Blaine talks about Insigne. No, I had to throw a little bit of little fun right there. Tyler, who are you looking at? Uh, we're on mids. I uh, am, I'm chalk, but I'm fading one of the big guys, which I don't know if I should now. Looking at your guys's picks, <laughs> I'm on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm on Almada and Mukhtar. I feel like they are the super chalk picks. Evander is also pretty chalky, and I think that it's wrong to fade him on a DGW, especially against RSL and Minnesota. Like those are two weak defenses. I'm I really want Zaylaray on if he's healthy because he has he hosts the Galaxy who are not good on the road and then they have the Hell is Real Derby. So if he's healthy and starts on Wednesday, I might be gra- I probably will grab Zaylaray on over Gazdog. I'm okay. I've never been a Gauze Dog fan. Like from day one, I haven't been a Gauze Dog fan. Yep. So I'm hoping that I can I can hold strong and not pick Gauze Dog this week, even though he has double home and it looks so scary to fade him. My <laughs> other pick is Lodero, which stay with me on this. You guys even talked about it two weeks ago 
that Evander was the chalk should be that really good pick because they're playing against Austin FC and all number 10s score really high against Austin. And he did. He scored an 11 against Austin, I believe it was. So why is no why aren't many people talking about Lodero hosting Austin? Because he gets a four every game. Bet. I'll bet you right now. Bet on stream. It's my team. I mean, you know I want it. Bet on stream. (laughs) (laughs) So you talk you talk me into Lodero. I think this is a valid conversation piece. You talk me into Nico Lodero in this in this double game week, and I'll talk you out of it. Okay. One minute or less. We'll, 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 no, we'll do it next. We'll do it next after this stream. <laughs> well, I think it's important for. I'm not I, trying to go on a on a rant about it. I just think I think he'll be in a lot of people's teams, and so I think it's. Reed, can you? Okay, so you I gave I, I gave my <laughs> overview of why overall with Austin FC yes. we we know that much, and then we know Lodero is on sets and on PKs. So he's on some sets. But he is PKs, yes. Yes, and I know that Seattle doesn't really have a forward right now, given how poor the mm-hmm. bear has looked. Mm-hmm. But if we start like the the best forward we have, which is Paul Rothrock, we're probably going to score, right? I don't. <laughs> Maybe I will say I see more bonus points produced in the Seattle midfield by Joao Paulo. Okay. I think he has a more consistent higher than four scoring. Um, But he's not on corners. He's not on set pieces. He's not taking PKs. So for me, he also tends to get subbed while Lodero should go full 90 in both games. Um, I think that Nico Ladero's best chance for points is the Austin game. Um, and I, I hate, I won't bench a midi, um, but I will say his point production for the week worries me. I think that there are better midfielders in the game to pick up this week than Nico Ladero across the round is, is what I'll say. Um, but I definitely think he should be, in the conversation, I just don't trust his consistency because he just gets fours a lot. <laughs> that's you know, he's in Seattle, like you said, Seattle aren't scoring. Um, okay, without fair. a real nine. So I, I for me, he's the first to to go. But um, I think he's definitely worth worth a shout. I guess I could just do. Are you do you, are you do you have? I have a I have a just yeah. a couple more shout outs. Yeah. This will be like really quick i just want to shout out for people who may not have as big of a budget and need a little bit of a cheaper mid look at connor ronan he's been Mm -hmm. producing like crazy and he's on almost all sets i think and then also look at facundo torres because he's been doing quite well too both are you gonna are you gonna talk about the zella comment from from tyler we don't need to Talk more about Zela. Well, I just know because I was going to jump in and say, uh, like, I have a thought about that. I talked about potentially bringing in Zela over over Gazdog, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I can see why you would definitely do that. I think the worry for for Gazdog is that second New England game with him on the road that 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 might mm-hmm. be a little bit 
tougher with with the DC game having a bit better of an expected expected results from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with with Mukhtar, I I have a bit more respect for Miami than than I think sometimes people yeah. want to give them. And you're banking on the Charlotte game where where they're on the road. So for me, I actually tend to lean more toward the team with the double home games. And so it's Mukhtar more that I'm willing to to fade and might <clears> be <throat> swapping in if Zella yeah. doesn't feature instead sure. of instead of of that. So I uh, I I do like um a gauze dog because he has been very influential and and a creative force mm-hmm. for Philly. And as you mentioned, those same reasons about why you like the back line were why I liked Gauze Dog mm-hmm. with being more focused on MLS now. Yeah. Yeah. There's also Correct. another reason I don't have Gauze yeah. Dog, which but we'll get to that. Yeah. Sure. sure. Ashley. Yeah, I mean the only thing I'm going to touch on, and I was kind of hoping someone else would, would say, I was Tyler kind of hinted, but um, I think we have to take Evander seriously now, you guys. It's really hard for me to admit it, but um, I think that he is clicking really well now. Some of his assists um, have been just like a simple pass, but it doesn't matter. It's still in the game. He's still the one doing it. Um, he's definitely starting to produce the way I think a lot of people thought he would the first few weeks. Um, so even with the home and away, I, I like him this week and it's like kind of painful for me to do that. Um, I agree with you, even though he just burned me so bad. I do agree with you read about, about Gosdag. I think he's, he's not the first one out for me with that double home. Um, and I mean, we've watched Philly rack up some crazy, five goal games against uh, teams in, on double game weeks and stuff at, at home. So um, out of CCL now, I, I, I do, I do like him uh, this week. Um, a fringe player for me is Tillman for LAFC. I know that they tend to rotate, um, but I, they have a buy the week after this double. So I think there might be some, consistency they're such a deep team it's it it is kind of hard but um I don't know if I want to use a midfield spot on him but that's someone that I kind of thought about um and then Reed I'm interested to hear your thoughts on on Lucho this week because I know yeah um you've been very he's he was a fringe pickup for me this week too um and I know from your perspective you've, you've talked a lot about how he's kind of been playing in different positions and kind of maybe not out of position, but something like that. So what are, well, what are your picks, but what is your thought on, on Lucho as someone that I'm tinkering with, with putting in? Yeah, he's been roaming a lot. And that was at the beginning of the year. What, what I didn't like a lot about him is because Vasquez, Brenner, Acosta just had that free flow of, of the entire final third, almost the entire field. And so he would be up there acting as a forward and Vasquez or, or someone else might be in the back kind of playing as that playmaker. And so I felt like that was getting him out of where he needed to be. That's mm-hmm. not really changed, but it seems like he's been falling back a bit more into some of that, that playmaker area as of late. Um, in particular, what I just mentioned in chat when someone was asking about Acosta going, people have asked about his history to, to have some rotation. Since he had the Open Cup game against New York City FC, Acosta did not start featured in as a second half substitution. So he's got the bulk of the, since he did not play last week as well, they were on a buy. 
So we have an entire week of a lot of rest for Acosta coming into a double game week, which includes the Hell is Real Derby and also includes one of the opening games against Montreal, which could be an an easier match for Cincinnati and to get some good points off of. I know Montreal's been doing a bit better, but still could be one of the easier matches. So I feel like they're going to be looking to him, especially since Renner will not be playing as we're trying to make sure he is not broken. We're going to want to bring out an A team. So I feel good about Acosta, if not going 180, at least playing pun intended a lion's share of the minutes there. And and I think he's worth worth a shot after getting that big confidence boost from that Golazo he had in in the last game, and then following it up with winning the assist as well. So uh, I'm feeling better about Acosta for this double game week in particular. Uh, I'm hoping that this would be the justification for that. If you want to have a midfielder on your bench, though, I, I don't know if you want to hedge your bet that much because of what I view as an inconsistent performance. And I think others would, would probably agree with that. But um, he's on my team if if that's helpful for anyone makes Uh, me feel so shitty you pick up lucho but i won't pick up ladero makes me feel like a bad fan that's i mean i don't have ladero i'm a good fan um (laughs) i I know i had i had ladero for a hot minute because i was like "Uh, i need to fill in a spot with a cheap midfielder as i finish saving this before i have to go to a meeting as at at lunchtime and i was like uh ladero i won't be keeping him so there we go so i threw him in there because i know i think you're on spot with with why he's he's worth fading uh oh. as as well so uh, i i don't know maybe the austin game makes it worth it if there was a matchup i know statistically like tyler said that works for vander and all this stuff i just how about loser has know. to buy a portland scarf i will never give them my money <laughs> no never okay fine well thank we'll if you if you out. are listening and you have an idea of what should be uh the penalty for the loser of this sure. of this bet here Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up in Discord. Let us know what should happen between Tyler and Ashley for uh, what happens with with uh, uh, Ladero this week. It it would be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, no. Otherwise, I don't have any other additions for for that. It's a double game week, so some crazy stuff is likely to happen. Uh, but but I think we've got a lot of the main ones that people are going to be looking at. Let's move on to forwards, where we do have a lot of consistency here. But Tyler, who are you looking at? Can I just talk about who the two main ones are so we don't repeat them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, every single person here has Bawanga and Carranza. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Ashley is a question mark on Carranza, but pretty much everyone else has Bawanga and Carranza, which is why I am fading God's dog. Now we've come full circle. I already have Wagner, I already have Blake, and I want Carranza. So I have three, I have to fade someone, and I feel like fading Gazdog is better than fading Carranza, in my opinion. Why? Um, good question. I need a forward. Anyways, next. <laughs> <laughs> See, because I, I go through that same thought process, but I fade Carranza. I know. Yeah. Because Gazdog's on PKs. PK PK dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh my third forward currently is on Cucho and I think he's the set and forget but I've heavily considered 
switching that. I also could switch Carranza here if I want to do a full switch. But I'm considering one of three options. Either Jesus Ferreira, Carlos Vela, or Diego Rubio. Rubio mainly for his floor plus a ceiling. So I could still get like a 10 even if he doesn't score because of his floor. Okay. Ashley? Yeah. um, For me, currently, Cucho and Carranza are on my bench, and I'm starting Bawanga because I trust that the most, um, and I trust the two of them the least. I am considering Jesus Ferreira instead of Cucho. I think Carranza is the lock for me. Um, I I think it's probably the other way around. Um, and Cucho is the maybe, but I like his form. We watched last season. Once he gets in form, he tends to stick with it. Um, if Zella is in as well, uh, you know, he's going down to Cincy for a derby. So, you know, I, I do think that he could have a good week. Um, but I also kind of want some FC Cincinnati offensive coverage, but I don't really trust Lucho. Um, I don't know if Bob Real is enough offensive coverage for me as a, as a wingback. Uh, but Vasquez just has not really proven himself so far this season to be consistent. Um, and George Morris is one I want to go to, but he's so expensive and he's just not producing right now um, in this formation with this, you know, lineup behind him. So I just Yaka think that that's, that's uh, no, I don't think he's, he's not going to play both. Isn't that what you said? Yuck. <coughs> Who did he say? Jordan Morris. Oh, Jordan Morris. I, I heard you like... say Jorga Morgus. Jor- like, oh, <laughs> thought you butchered not, his I name. I wouldn't do it that badly. Um, <laughs> but those are just people, you know, when I looked at the matchups, I considered. Um, but I just can't see myself breaking from the Cucho Carranza and Bawanga this week. Blaine. Yeah, I mean, I only wrote down Buanga and Carranza for this week. They're the two double home games, good matchups, just easy to slot in here for this week. If I had to look at the other ones, if Gigi's back and starting that first game against Colorado, I think you could definitely look at him as your third forward. He would be my third, just because I like these two games. Yes, the second one's on the road to Chicago. The first one's home to Colorado. I'll try to come kiss you. It's a little hit or miss, but I think he's got the best opportunity to score multiple goals over a lot of guys. I'm actually kind of fading Cucho a little bit this this round. This I don't I just don't have a good feeling about it. He had a great week last week. But I mean, Christian Ramirez is on this team. They try to get him some minutes every once in a while. Columbus historically has rotated. I know the coach is new this year or has only been with them for the year. I can't remember exactly that. He's new but this year. Yeah, I could see a little bit of rotation here, especially if Zella is healthy. Um, they could sit Cucho for one of these, and I think that really lowers his ceiling a lot. I just I feel like something's gonna happen and Cucho's not gonna be that guy we expect right now. And if Zella's out, I don't know what that does to, to him. I know he had a great game last week with Zella out, and maybe he becomes that focal point. But I just don't trust it right now, and I would rather go with Buanga and Carranza. And if I'm looking at a third, it's Gigi 
if he's going that first game. If not, I'm going to take another defender and just kind of keep with those steady points that I've been kind of working with all year. Yeah, I don't have anything else to, to add to that. I know Chats talked a little bit about uh, Jesus Ferreira. Do you have any comments about that? I mean, Jesus I'm, Ferreira? He was on, on my yeah, short yeah, list. Yeah, he was on Tyler's on my maybe list. Um, I just – he's been really goal-dependent this, this year, I feel like, and maybe I'm just misremembering. If I can – seasons past, he's – well, one, he's scored more, but two, he's contributed and gotten points in other ways. Not all the time, like not like an assist king by any means, but like – He's he reminds me a lot of like Yosef of old right now. Like it's a goal and minutes played or or nothing most of the time. And um, there's been some switch ups to that midfield, which I think has affected how consistent he's been. So I don't know double home. I don't know like you said about Ibiagatai. Maybe maybe this is the week to really have him. But they feel a little rotated a little injured fc dallas a little inconsistent so it's not like oh double home i have to take a fc dallas striker but i don't know yeah i think it's mostly injuries and someone i forgot yeah. to add was paul Ariola is got re-injured in this last match and then yeah. velasco just came back but i don't know how much he's going to contribute so i've heard yeah i heard and i should have said it earlier i think legit and Ariola are scheduled for mris this week Oh, legit is too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think I heard. I didn't see him subbed out. No, but I heard it. He was scheduled for an MRI. That's kind of what popped up on Twitter today because I was looking at Areola stuff. Who's out. There's just been a ton of rotation in that midfield and nobody can stay healthy. Ferreira just doesn't seem to be getting any consistent form going. He'll have a good game where he gets free, but then nobody can get him the ball or it's just, he's having to track back to get more touches. It's not a good situation for him. And I like the shout this week with the double home, but I respect the Vancouver defense more than most people, but Blackman and Vest have done a good job clogging up the middle. And if, and if Ferrer is the only guy they've got to focus on. Okay. That's it. And then Houston's defense this year has been a lot better as well. And they will have Herrera and Bossy back for that game. So I just I think it's when you're looking at forwards, you've got two of the stronger defensive matchups here facing Ferreira, who is missing a ton of people behind him. I think situationally it's just bad to go to trust him to break down these two without it without more support. Sorry about that. Uh I missed the the Jesus caught. I was uh looking through some chat stuff at the time. So thank you for humoring me with that. Let's move on now to our captain picks. Ashley, do you have a better idea? Guys, I, I don't know yet. I And this isn't like, sometimes I feel like when I say that, people think that I'm just not saying it because I don't want to say who it is. I don't know yet. The game is on Wednesday. I just got over this weekend. I don't think I know. Like, Every time I think I'm going to pick someone, I'm like, oh, I think I want to do Zella. Well, is he actually hurt or are they pretending that he's hurt? I don't trust Almada, even though he's the most bonus point producer, but is he going to get rotated? Is Gigi going to play? There's just so many question marks. I honest to God might put it on Bawanga, and you know how I feel about captain mm. strikers. Mm. Um, I think that Almada is the safe chalk pick. Um I don't even know if I want to keep Gostag, and I think that he's the second pick. So 
I don't know. <laughs> He's not even my first. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I I honestly don't know right now. I I might do Danny Blanca. Blaine. I'm torn right now. Amada seems like the best pick. I'm with Ashley on Bowanga, and I'm not shy about captaining it forward on a double game week, especially double home where I think they can get a couple of goals in either game or both games. I mean, this could be a four-goal week for Bowanga, and that's not hard to see or sell to anybody. San Jose's defense has not been the greatest lately. I just, and Sporting's defense, while better this year, uh, I LA is a matchup that really does damage to this team. Um, and Bowanga getting through it is just and if Melia's out for this one in that first one, like that's even more reason to go with him. Um, the other guy, the only other guy I'm really considering is possibly Evander, just because I like the way that matches up. I think he can do a lot of damage in that RSL game. And then I think there's goals in the Minnesota game. I know I we talked about Boxall a little bit. I think it'll be a tougher game, but I still think he's got a lot of bonus points in both of them to make up for it. So I'm really thinking of Ander, and then, I mean, the smart pick is just go with the PK taker and Gazdag, but that's just, I'm wavering on him a little bit too much, and it's probably going to end up on Buwanga before I'm done. Tyler? Um, I'm a 90% of a lock on Almada. I feel like he's going to be the chalky captain. So I, most of my lean is towards Almada. I have a very slight lean of 9% towards Mukhtar. My other 1% is on um, my old favorite, Nicholas Ladero. <laughs> but I understand all the Bawanga talk. And I was actually just looking at his scores while Blaine was talking. And his home scores are ridiculous. So I, this might be a week you see me also captain a forward if Almada happens to change. Uh, I'm Almada as well. Uh, there's been a lot of that talk in, in Discord. Some people have thrown out all the names that we mentioned here: uh, Almada, Gazdag, Boanga. Um, people have have put all of those out into into chat. So those are likely to be the top three, I think, uh, this week, uh, which if you have not already, please head over again to the MLS Fancy Boss Discord in the pinned comments in the main MLS chat and participate in the Discord player poll. We're going to get it out early this week as long as enough people participate in that. So please do participate in that. You don't have to put who you're actually picking or what your final team is going to be. Just some of the players that you think are, are worth looking at and getting a shot. Because this is like our version of the rankings to go against Skylar's. And so it's kind of fun to see how how we do compared to, to what he does. But yeah, uh, vote in that if you can. And I imagine those three will likely be the top players. But for me, I'm out Amada for, for all the reasons that you all said, even with his his split home and away game, I think Colorado and Chicago can give ample opportunities for, for good results from Almada this round. Well, that's all that we have for the show tonight. I hope you all feel prepared for this massive double game week that we have. Uh, it should be a lot of fun and a lot of because MLS will just be the norm that we can expect. Uh, but if you have any questions, feel free to hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Discord, chat in the general community. We are here for you to do what we can as we go into this big double game week to kick off the uh, third quarter qualifier 
for this MLS fantasy season. I do also want to give a, a quick shout out. I don't know how many people are aware of this, but there are two other fantasy games in addition to the season long MLS fantasy game that we all play and focus on mostly with this show. But there is also the parlay predictor and the MLS squad pick game. Uh, the parlay predictor is you just have six matches and you simply pick who you think is going to win or draw those games. And then for the squad pick, you pick five players who you think are going to score a goal in that round. So very simple, um, but you can win some prizes there. I'll be honest, I don't know what they are because I have not uh, jumped a, in to really see what, what those are. It's an MLS season pass for the uh, streaming. Meh. But could save you a hundred bucks uh if you want to do that but those are a couple of fun little other fantasy games if you want to jump in and have some fun there those are quick uh each each week to jump in and play i've only done it a couple of times but i will definitely do it this week uh just to have some fun but yeah you can check out that's under the gaming section of mlssoccer.com if you want to check that out uh, but let's wrap up everything this week as always with our plugs tyler all right i'm gonna do a, a little half and half i first want to plug my article because this being a big dgw it's going to be slightly different i'm going to mention a lot of floor players that will be good options with this dgw because they could score more than those boomer best players so i'm going to mention that but the other one is going to tie back to two weeks ago when i mentioned it uh on Friday, I officially graduated and have my master's in elementary education now. So, Audio. all done with school. I think Tyler will be shaping the young minds, future yeah. fantasy players to come. Blaine. I nothing for me. Ashley. Yeah, I got nothing. All right. Well, of course, check out everything that will be over at MLSFantasyBoss.com this week. Uh, Tyler's article will be up early, and we've already had the Discord player poll out right now, so we can get that information up as soon as possible, as well as this podcast will be there. Uh, check out the Discord channel and see lineup IQ and the information that Ryan has already put out with uh, some clean sheet and an expected goal XG information right there. Always fun right there. And just spend some time over at the Discord this this round this week because there'll be a lot of talk especially around the double game week with options share your team get feedback uh, pick people's brains it's it's fun and go there for game day as well as people are there watching games live and sharing their thoughts as they go through the ups and downs of what fantasy has to offer to us it's a lot of fun and i hope you all do check it out and look at these resources that are are available but if you do not, that's fine. We still enjoy that you've come to listen to us. And as always, good luck. Mm -hmm.